you should run away because the reality is it depends on what's going on in your firm. Absolutely. You got to watch expenses. You got to have profit first. Yeah. You got to make sure you have a plan of action of what you're going to do when you replace that person. But more oftentimes than not, when you're in a small and solo situation, we find that at some point you're going to need to make that leap into hiring that full-time replacement to be able to get you to the next level. Right. Otherwise you're in this endless cycle, you're right? In you stay in this endless cycle where you figure out why you can't break through that plateau point. And the answer traditionally is because you don't have any more time. Mm. There, there's nothing else to be able to accomplish. So you have to take that leap and be willing to, to jump the next cycle. Hey, law firm owners, we just had a mastermind session with our entrepreneurial attorneys of the year. And we had an opportunity to work through some of the big challenges that they were currently experiencing. I'm MPS. Hey, I'm Richard James. And like Michael said, we just had the opportunity to spend some time with the winners of the Entrepreneurial Attorney of the Year contest. And they unpack some of the things they're going through. Now, we're not going to share names with you because that wouldn't be fair to them. But I do want to reveal some of the ideas that we just learned. The top one today was what, Michael? Yeah, so top one today at the top of the page was replacing yourself. And that came in a couple of different departments. The first one was replacing yourself doing the initial consultations. Right. So if we give them a couple of quick steps, what's the first thing they have to do when they think about replacing themselves during the initial consultation? A you, time audit. You got to audit your time and figure out how much time are you currently spending in initial consultations, right? The other thing I would say is as a close rate audit, right? How are you currently closing in the closing room? Because if you're either not doing very well or you're doing excellently, it's gonna help guide us as to what we have to do. And the third thing is you wanna pay attention to is, you gotta figure out, are you gonna replace yourself with an attorney or a non-attorney salesperson? And I think part of that conversation comes back to doing an audit of your close rate because depending on where you're at with your close rate is going to determine that when you bring this next person in, are they going to be following the same structure that they were using? Or are we going to invest in a structure to put in place so that way we can set this new person up for success? Yeah, and I'm going to just plus one real quick. So the other two things you got to pay attention to in addition to all this is how much capacity you have. So are you like booking a week out or two weeks out because you're the only person available? Or are they having these feast and famine-like cycles, right? What do you see there? Well, well right. It, it's usually the feast and famine where we'll do all of this work to generate leads, then we'll set those leads into consultations. And then we hit this period where we're running a ton of consultations and we're like, yes, we're getting deals closed. But then we hit the bottleneck, right? Because now we just did all this work to get the deals closed. In comes the famine cycle, where now we have to fulfill the work, which means now we don't have the capacity to run more initial consultations. That or we have to dial it back substantially. So now we're hitting these feasts and famine because we can't add consistent capacity on the calendar. And it creates a real issue for cash flow. Yeah, so if you want to create consistency in your firm, one of the first things you want to figure out how to do is get out of the council room. But it brings us to our second point of right. this feast and famine stage. Maybe they're out of the consult room, but now they're finding themselves doing the legal work at night and they can't keep up with the capacity. Now we have to ask ourselves, when are we going to replace them with an, another bar card, with another license, with another attorney, right? Yeah, not only that, but I mean, if they're small and sold, potentially even you know, replacing themselves in an intake role or an administration role, right? You become the bottleneck at that point. And so you start to have this moment probably where it feels like life is just chaotic. 
because you're constantly working. You just did all of this work. You got all these new clients. Now you got to fulfill all the work for these new clients. Plus you got X, Y, and Z happening. And so they have to really look at this. And, and this is where a time audit comes into play and, and figure out, okay, what is that next step? How, how do I do that? Yeah, and so I love what he just said. It may not be the bar card that is the answer. It may be the administrative things that are getting in the way. And you won't know that unless you do a time audit. You know, a lot the cycle with a lot of small and solos is that they take off and they learn some of the things we teach and they start to grow and then either plateau or they fall off because they've reached capacity as to what they can do with running all of the pieces of the firms, all the admin, and they've been trying to patchwork it together. We call it Rube Goldberg, you know, a little spit and duct tape putting together with part-time friends and relatives to hold things together. At some point, they got to make that leap and hire that full-time person, right? Right. And just to be clear, I know it's a tough leap, especially if you went through a phase where you just seemed to get things running with the business and you just started hitting new revenue goals. And now going and bringing on the idea of a full-time person seems like a big deal, mm. but it's also costing you money by not making that leap. There is a fine balance of here. Course, I don't want to be careful fine because it's just a blanket advice. If anybody tells you they give you blanket advice, you should run, right? You shouldn't walk away. You should run away because the reality is it depends on what's going on in your firm. Absolutely. You got to watch expenses. You got to have profit first. Yeah. You got to make sure you have a plan of action of what you're going to do when you replace that person. But more oftentimes than not, when you're in a small and solo situation, we find that at some point, you're going to need to make that leap into hiring that full-time replacement to be able to get you to the next level. Right. Otherwise, you're in this endless cycle, you're right? In you stay in this endless cycle where you figure out why you can't break through that plateau point. And the answer traditionally is because you don't have any more time. Mm -hmm. there, there's nothing else to be able to accomplish. So you have to take that leap and be willing to to jump the next cycle. Speaking of endless cycles, let's talk about one of the endless cycles we see over and over again, which brings us to our third point today, which is this idea that they, the people that get it finally, they need to convert the unconverted leads and they gotta pay attention to their set rate. So that's the number of leads that qualified leads, they get set into appointments, right? That's their set rate. And we, they finally understand, okay, we gotta do it. We gotta have humans. At some point they get into this endless cycle of, burning through humans, having a struggle with getting humans to do everything they want them to do. And they've been leading with phones because, hey, let's, let's be honest, I've been leading with phones my whole career. Yeah. And recently you had a revelation that really told the truth today to one of the, our, our people in there, that the, the EAY finalists that were like, okay, how do I fix my set rate? And your answer was texting. Now, let me be clear. This doesn't just help set rate from a new lead perspective, but the question at the top of the page today was actually, Look, our set rate for new leads is pretty strong, but we've got all of these unconverted leads and we now know the importance of still connecting with them, but it's really low. And so the answer is texting, texting and emailing. And it's because we did an audit, right? We looked at, there was plenty of dials being made. There was plenty of talk time happening, but there was one text being sent out. Right. And it was just an initial, here's who we are. Right. And so texting allows us to take that next step where we're able to generate a, a campaign in which we can get re replies, right? Because consumers, I mean, let's face it, not that they're not answering the phone ever, but spam calls, stuff like that's at an all-time high. Yeah. And so- And text response and delivery is at an all-time high. At an all-time high. Yeah. So you got to look at those two factors and ask, where are you going to get your best reply or connection rate? Now we're dealing with attorneys. 
So disclaimer, disclaimer, you always have to have permission. We don't want you to go and breaking any federal guidelines or rules about communication, but let's assume you've got community permission to go ahead and text because they've entered into your funnel and you've obtained that permission. We actually have some data in our world that suggests that this worked. Now, without getting into the tech and all that stuff, just generally speaking, once we started a text campaign, I think we had almost 290-ish unconverted leads that we were working with. And what was our response rate when we started the text campaign? Yeah, we had a 62.5% response rate. 62.5% of the people who we connected with from the initial text messaging system. And let me be clear about something. Those were unconverted leads. Right. Right. So we connected with 62.5% of people that have raised their hand at some point but never took action with us. I don't know about firms. It's not possible. You couldn't possibly, because if you had 300 leads and you made 300 dials, even if you made 10 dials a day, 10 dials to each one of them over the course of a week, you would likely have maybe a 30 to 40% connect rate tops. That's no way generous. you're getting a 60% connection rate. No way. No, no. I mean, that, that, that's, I would say that's generous from a phone. But the, the, the moral here is that texting is at an all-time high. It's effective right now. It works. And you got to be able to figure out a way to utilize it through getting these unconverted leads and even your new leads into some sort of reply. So without getting complicated, they could do this with a cell phone. Yeah, right. You could do you it. Could, with a you could have a company cell phone. You could have somebody manually doing this. So step one is somebody being committed to it, right? Correct. Step two would be figuring out what question to ask that's going to get a response. So yep. it's testing. You got to figure out what works for you in your practice area and don't overcomplicate. Don't overcomplicate. And step three is making sure you understand you can actually set the appointment while you're texting, right? Yeah, that's a big revelation, right? So many firms think that if you start a text conversation, it has to move over the phone to actually set an appointment. That's I believe that. Yeah, you, I honest to goodness believe that. Right, and 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 for the majority of time in recent time that had been true, but up until more recent developments, that's not the case. People have become more comfortable with setting an appointment over text and showing up to their appointment. Doesn't mean we don't still confirm, stick to glue. Warm hug calls, do, all those do things. Do all of those things, but you can physically set the appointment and get the commitment over text and move them into that next step. I think this officially comes under the umbrella of the old guy and the young guy, right? The old guy thought the old way to do it was on the phone. The young guy was like, hey, there might be a better way. And he came up with a solution It worked and it's, it's working for us. And we're starting to see it work for our clients too. I think that the last thing we wanted to talk about today, talking about old and young, right? As we get through those early stages and now we get to the later stages, sure. I'm not there just yet, but I'm approaching it. We call it sunsetting. So the fourth thing we want to talk about is if you're in your firm where you're coming to a sunset stage, I'm not suggesting you're going to retire. I don't actually think you should retire. I think you need something to do. Maybe you want to play golf or maybe you want to garden or got to do something. But for most people, they like some sort of work at all times. I think I will for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so the question is, what happens when you sunset? And what do we figure out today that the, the firm we were talking about with the sunsetting concept, what do we figure out with them? Well, first and foremost, record everything. Mm. So you need to build a library of training, right? If at some point you're going to phase yourself out of the firm, you need to have a database of just frequently asked questions with recordings to them just to continue to build that up. And then I think we also discussed one of the main points was a mentoring process. Yeah. So the idea of a mentoring process, to give it to you really simply and quickly, when you mentor somebody, the way that this works, if it's he and I that are mentoring, I would sit at the head of the table, he would watch me, and then 
he would sit at the ta- end of the table and I would watch him. And then eventually he would sit at the head of the table and I would leave, right? But it's a training process by he watches me do it, then I watch him do it, and then he can do it on his own. And that takes time. But if you go through that mentoring process, I think that's really huge. This, the, the final thing was, or one of the final things was, making sure that there's a plan of a visionary replacing that person who's sunsetting, right? Because that person probably set the tone and set the pace, and there has to be somebody that steps in and takes that vision, correct? Yeah, you, you got to have someone in leadership step up and be the, the, the clear figure for how the firm is going to move forward. Well, that's here. you with me, right? I mean, I'm not planning on retiring anytime soon, but we're having real conversations about, okay, good, you, you're in, you, we've tested this long enough, this is sure. something you want to do. You're going to be able to step into this visionary role and you're demonstrating that and you're practicing that now. And so it's super important for you to find your who is going to be the person who replaces you in that visionary role. So I think that was a good summary from today. I think so. There's a lot of fun topics, a lot of value provided today, and uh, certainly provided us an outlet to be able to share some of these really big ideas. Hey, we have a gentleman's agreement. Why don't we talk to them about that? Yeah, gentleman's agreement around here. Look, we invest our time, money, resources to be able to shoot this type of content for you. All we ask for in return, if this is not your first time listening or watching, depending on the platform you're on, making sure you hit that subscribe or that follow button, turn those bell notifications on. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to like, comment, let us know if you have any questions and share it with a colleague that you might find helpful. Yeah, and of course, if you think that we're somebody you want to work with, whether it's on the idea of the increasing sales conversations or anything that we talked about today or anything that you hear from us, there's always notes in the description or links in the description to go ahead and click on and you can request all sorts of free information from us Absolutely. or book a consultation with us, right? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, this is a good one. I, I think that we got great support and help for the EAY finalists today. You rocked it, by the way. Nice work. Likewise. And we look forward to talking to you all again.